0: Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode six of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of August 14th, 2017. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how's it going?
1: I'm doing awesome at the time that this episode will be released. I will be in California.
0: Yay! And I am
1: so pumped about that. I know, I keep talking about it, I won't shut up about it. I promise I'll shut up about it eventually, but not that day is not today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited for you coming to California. It's You're going to be out here, it's going to be beautiful weather, beautiful everything.
1: I know, all the magic. Happiest place on earth.
0: Happiest place on earth, absolutely. So, uh, So, this episode, we're going to talk about something I think... Everyone loves, and that is Disney dark rides. Uh, we have come up with a list of some of our favorite dark rides that we'll chat about and why we like them. And uh, I think I don't know if about you. I would assume you're the same as me. It was very difficult coming up with this list because I think I like most, if not all, of the dark rides at some point.
1: Oh yes, most definitely. I uh, I had some trouble coming up with this, and I just had to I just had to pray about it for a while and. <laughs> <laughs> And I finally landed on on this handful of attractions because dark rides are, I mean, that's what Disney is about. That's the whole, the whole park system is founded on dark rides.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you say you you prayed on it, I threw darts at the wall and uh, (laughs) like a monkey and just to see what I got. But, you know, one of the things you and I talked about before we kind of got into our developing our list is what defines a dark ride. There are so many sort of definitions. I think everyone has a different version of it. And I think you and I sort of settled on, you know, a dark ride that is, you know, you sit in a car that's a tra- attached to a track and takes you through a story, kind of, right?
1: Yeah. And you're in some sort of vehicle, and you are indoors, and you are following a story.
0: Which is difficult, because most of their attractions all follow a story, so...
1: Uh. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we're, we're trying to stay away from thrill rides and game type rides Good point. as there you far go. as um, we're we're nixing like toy story midway mania and uh, astro blasters because the writer is then involved in the story to where you're actually shooting things and we're just gonna talk about sitting back and paying attention and and having a story served to you
0: <laughs> so that sounds on board with me uh, so uh, I guess I'll start Yes Uh, First one So all of mine are Disneyland I'll tell you that up right now Um, I do like the Disney World rides But for me Disneyland has a special place As we all know And uh, my first one May or may not be Most people's sort of go-to dark ride And that's Pinocchio's Daring Journey
1: Uh, Good one, good
0: one See, I think it is a good one Everybody sort of I don't know I think a lot of people tend to go to Some of the others in Fantasyland And I like Pinocchio's Daring Journey a lot And tend to ride it the most When we're in Disneyland
1: Really? Of all of them?
0: Uh, Not quite all of them. Uh, There's one other in Fantasyland that I like. Well, there's two others, actually, in Fantasyland that I like more. But this is definitely uh, number three uh, up there for me. And, um, you know, this ride, you basically you see the story of Pinocchio, as you remember it from the the Disney movie. Um,
1: Which is scary, by the way.
0: (laughs) It is scary. Oddly enough, it was one of my more favorite films as a kid. But it is absolutely scary. Um, There's a lot of... Morals that you kind of learn and and lessons you learn from from that movie. Um, You know, don't lie, Uh, don't be a glutton, Um, don't talk to strangers. (laughs) You know, no joke, stranger danger. Especially those
1: nasty strangers.
0: Absolutely. Um, But, you know, one of the things I love about this ride is sort of uh, Jiminy Cricket's there with you the whole time. You hear him, you see him, first of all, in a lot of the different scenes, whether he's floating with his umbrella or he's standing there with his hands up, you know, looking at you exasperated, or, you know, you hear him, you know, talking to you or yelling, oh no, you know, as things are happening, which which is kind of fun. So he is definitely the, you know, the... The cricket on your shoulder throughout the whole ride. You know, it's definitely it tells you the whole story, sort of uh, scene for scene from the movie. Uh, you get to go through the wonderful Pleasure Island, which you know shows all the kids having fun, and you've got people fighting and sh- you know in shadow boxes and all of the Ferris wheels and fun stuff. And then you get to see what really happens, and you get to see them turn into donkeys, and it, it's it's really fun, you know. And then they've got the big ending with with Monstro the blue whale that you just get out of the way of as he comes at you. Um, and, you know, it's the wonderful, happy ending of the Blue Fairy uh, turning Pinocchio into a real boy. Oh,
1: you are a real boy.
0: You are a real boy. Um, that's the best. It really is, and as a kid, that was my favorite scene, and I love that scene because it uses the, the, the famous Pepper's ghost effect that Disney uses in a lot of places, and so you see sort of this shimmering, transparent, semi-transparent Blue Fairy doing her little magic on Pinocchio, and, you know, that's the end of the story. I love it. Yeah, it's
1: wonderful. And Monstro terrifies me.
0: Yeah, he terrified me as a kid. You know, those big teeth and the strobing lights. And oh, yeah. Yeah, he was brutal. Fun
1: fact about me, whales mm, in my top list of things that creep me out. Really? Like, yes. People send me photos of whales all the time because they know they terrify me. Uh-huh.
0: I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm posting on your Facebook page tonight. <laughs> I
1: know do that they post things on my facebook wall of especially blue whales because i just think they're too big That's nothing funny. should be that large <laughs> like their heart is the size of a car
0: they're humongous That's ridiculous I mean, they're dinosaurs
1: they are i mean they don't they shouldn't exist anymore it's it's insane and like monstro sperm whale terrifying those teeth oh my goodness huge oh I know. I mean, sharks, definitely scary. They're fierce, all that. But whales, whoa!
0: (laughs) jeebies all the way. Well, so hopefully the first one on your list doesn't scare you too much. What do you got?
1: No. um, uh, The first one on my list, I'm already breaking the rules. Um, I'm going with (laughs) a... (laughs) it, It is a thrill ride, but it has dark ride elements. And it is the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Walt Disney World in New Fantasyland. Obviously, this is a... Primarily a thrill ride. But because Snow White's Scary Adventures closed in 2012 in Magic Kingdom, I think the Imagineers felt like they needed to give the guests a little piece of that dark ride within this new attraction. And I really appreciate it. That's my favorite part about this attraction. Well, also, it's really smooth. It's a really smooth and just fun family coaster. But... The dark ride portion, to me, is what makes it so neat. You travel through the the mines with all the dwarfs and they're singing "Hi Ho." The new animatronics have the the really neat um, projected images on their faces, which I think looks really cool. It's very nice, crisp projections, and then of course all of the gems are shining and beautiful, and You kind of get to take a pause in the middle of this coaster ride to experience a miniature dark ride. And then you're you're off again (laughs) and uh, finishing out the end of the coaster. And then you get to see some of the animatronics. Well, they're not really animatronics. They're really just figures that (laughs) they kind of tilt and move (laughs) that were recycled from Snow White's Scary Adventures. Those are shown at the end. In the cottage, they recycled some of those. And so that's a nice little nod to that attraction. And I'm just really glad that they added those elements to this new attraction so that we got to basically plus what was Snow White's Scary Adventures because I really enjoyed that dark ride. And I am so glad that I get to still experience that in Disneyland when I go there because it is different and I do still love it for what it is. We, uh, we I always called it Snow White's Cardboard Adventures. You know? <laughs> Because everything <laughs> everything was too deep but I still freaking loved it. So, um, yeah, that's my first one. I know it's cheating. I'll probably cheat again in this, just to be honest. But. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it as you were talking about it. And we wrote it for the first time on our last trip a few weeks back. And I'm not, you know, I don't think you're quite cheating. I think you're bending the rules, not quite breaking them. Because I, I think you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. You're on this roller coaster, but there is that moment in time where you go inside. And one of the things that I remember feeling was that it did feel like I was back almost in the Disneyland dark ride, snow white dark ride, where things kind of slowed down. You've got these wonderful scenes in the caves with the with the glowing gems, and you're absolutely right. The projections on the on the characters' faces were spot on, and it definitely had that feel of of your classic storytelling dark ride.
1: I love it. I'm glad you all got to experience it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. You we A did. lot of people are still mad that it exists, and they miss Snow White. But I'm like, come on, really? I mean, go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't have the uh, – I never rode the uh, Snow White that was in Magic Kingdom. It's the same as yeah. Disneyland's version. Perfect. So I'm not missing anything. Uh,
1: yeah, almost identical to, you know, every portion of it. Except in Disneyland's version, on the exterior, on the facade, you can see the queen in the window. Gotcha. Every once in a while. That is a cool little addition, which I didn't know that until the first time we went. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got next?
0: All right, so this is number two Fantasyland ride for me, <clears throat> and this is uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, and I love it so much! I love this one. I Wonderland. yeah, this one is a lot of fun. Uh, I love the colors, the just everything about it. You know, you, you basically you get in your little caterpillar car, and you know you just basically go through the journey Alice went through, You're right down the rabbit hole. And the nice thing is, a few years back they upgraded this ride and they added a lot of uh, inside projections. Which is really sort of a plus to the attraction, I think. What? I can't wait to see it. Ah, yes. Oh, you're not aware of this, maybe.
1: No, I haven't seen those yet.
0: All right. Well, uh, should I spoil it? Should I not? Yeah, go for it. All right. All right.
1: Spoil the heck out of it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, um,
0: so previously you went through the ride and everything was sort of you know your your two D ride, your cardboard ride, uh, with the exception of some characters and some movements and things. So they have since added projections throughout the ride that really brings to life a lot of uh, a lot of the scenes. So for example, right out of the gate as you go inside, you're going down the rabbit hole, and on the walls that e- around you and above you is spinning around all of the items that Alice may have seen when she went down the rabbit hole. You see uh, paintings and vases and tables and books and things which really adds the effect of as you're going down towards the big door with the big face doorknob uh, that you're actually going down the rabbit hole and it's a wonderful effect. You know the other effects that they added uh, specifically that I remember was when you are in the croquet area and you mess with the Red Queen and she starts yelling her head off uh, While well, yelling to have your head off, actually, <laughs> you know, behind her is a great projection of her playing cards sort of flying around as if they're going nuts and going crazy and you know being thrown essentially, uh, which again really adds depth to the to the to the storytelling and the scene and the ride. And then just overall, that just it felt like they brightened things up. You know, you go through, you see everything that you see in the movie. You go through, you see the tea party, uh, which is near the end. Um, you go through the forest, you see Tweedledee and Tweedledum, you see the Cheshire Cat a few times. Uh, one of my favorite spots is when you go through and you see the flowers singing and and then you see uh, the caterpillar, uh, you know, smoking and putting letters out into the air for you, which is a great effect. Uh, just overall, it's a, it's a real nice... Uh, feeling if you're a fan of the movie then this ride really kind of takes you back to that and you you get back to those those feelings that you had maybe as a kid watching the film
1: i really love how that ride starts outside and you kind of go um interior, exterior, multiple times throughout that attraction. I think that's really neat.
0: You do. It's, it is it is nice. So after the scene with the queen, you do, you go right outside and you kind of, you know, kind of do your little caterpillar thing on top of the, what they look like giant leaves essentially yeah. from the outside. And then you go back in and you get to see all the characters having a tea party and having fun. And, you know, it all ends with a birthday cake bang, essentially. And then you're done.
1: And you get to kind of see the mad tea party from that attraction. And other portions of Fantasyland. I mean, it's so perfectly placed.
0: You do. That area of Fantasyland is is really Alice-centric and wonderful. You've got the Mad Tea Party, which at nighttime is one of the most beautiful things in Disneyland, as far as I'm concerned. Hands down. You know?
1: Oh, yes. Like, especially at dusk when you can get a nice photo with, like, Matterhorn Mountain in the background with those paper lanterns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, maybe
0: the monorail going by. It's just, <sighs> it's gorgeous. But then you have Alice's, you know, Alice's, or not Alice's, sorry, the White Rabbit's house right there with a the little miniature door that kids like to knock on. And it's all its all a nice little area, you know. It's, it's a nice little uh, Alice in Wonderland area. So,
1: Oh, makes me want to cry. I'm so you excited to en-
0: see it again. You're going to enjoy it. You're <laughs> really going to enjoy it.
1: I think my daughter's really gonna love it because she doesn't really understand who Alice is, but we talk about Alice a lot. She knows who the character is. She hasn't seen the film because I'm kind of concerned she might it might kind of freak her out a little bit. Sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I think she's really going to be excited to actually go on that attraction. We've watched YouTube videos of a lot of the attractions in Disneyland just to kind of prep her for it. And she's excited about it. She talks about it still. So That's awesome. I'm pumped.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I think she'll love it too. Again, even if she doesn't know the story, there's a lot of fun characters, a lot of great colors and movement. And eh, she'll be attracted to it. I think so. All right number two what do you got
1: another another rule bender (laughs) slash rule breaker uh (laughs) and and this one is splash mountain which i know it is both a flume ride it's a thrill ride but it also has dark ride portions in this attraction which again is why i love it so much which park i actually like the walt disney world version better okay it is a little bit longer And I like the two-by-two configuration on the logs where you actually sit eight to a log instead of – how many are there? Is it four or six?
0: Uh, I think it's six. Two in the front, three in the middle. It's five, six, maybe seven. You can maybe have two in the back, I think.
1: Okay. It's like a – it's individual single spacing on the – Splash Mountain version in Disneyland. Also, you get really wet on that one, which that's fine, but I'm just not really keen on that. And you don't really get very wet at the Walt Disney World version, so I, I like that part about it. <laughs> that um, that I can ride it in the middle of winter and know that I'm not going to come off soaked. <laughs>
0: sure. Um,
1: the thing that I love the most about it is the first time I wrote it, I was clueless about all the dark ride portions. I thought based on what you can see when you walk up to the attraction, that you board the log, you make a loop around, you go up the hill and you drop. So that's what I was expecting. (laughs) But, there are several small drops within this attraction, and tons of really neat dark ride type scenes. You get to follow the story of Br'er Rabbit, who is leaving the Briar Patch, and he's being chased by Br'er Fox which funny note uh, Jess Harnell is the voice actor that does both Brer rabbit and Brer Fox I thought that was pretty cool oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, yeah he's one of my fave voiceover actors it's got a really just cute story it's it's themed to Song of the South which I've never actually seen that whole film because it's incredibly racist and <laughs> and uh, you can't find it anywhere <laughs> but um, I, I love the music The theming is incredible. And then of course, all of the animatronics within each scene are really cool. They used, um, in the Disneyland version, I think they used the America Sings animatronics in order to um, reuse those and recycle them. And then they just had to manufacture new ones for the Walt Disney World version. I really love the laughing place scene where you kind of do like a down up dip in the Walt Disney World version. It's kind of like a coaster dip there. And then you have um, a definite dark scene area with the laminar flow leapfrog fountains, which you know I love, and I want those in my house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's got every element of to be an incredible attraction, and the dark ride portions is what makes it. So exciting to me is the story.
0: I would agree. Uh, and I would, well, first of all, I would agree that the Disney World version, uh, I enjoy that one more than the Disneyland version uh, for the same reasons you brought up. You don't get as wet, and I like sitting next to someone as opposed to having someone in front of me or behind me. Single file. Uh, the dark, the, yeah, the, the inside portions, the story portions are wonderful. Uh, you know, we really like the fact that in the Disney World version, you know, you've got the scene where Briar Rabbit's hopping across the the ground there, which is really neat when uh, when he does that. When it works. When it works. Yeah, I hear it doesn't work. <laughs> Every time I've been on the ride, it, it's always worked. So to me, uh, I don't know what people are talking about when they say it doesn't work.
1: That's perfect, then. You're good. Oh, yeah. All the magic is still there. But
0: see, we don't we don't have anything like that in Splash Mountain Disneyland. The Disneyland version feels like a little bit more, I don't want to say cheaper, but less uh, expensive ride. And it, it is because of what you said back when America Sings closed and they were building Critter Country. Uh, I I remember reading somewhere and you know I really want to go find this information and read again but uh, Tony Baxter was talking about how they could create a big you know e-ticket ride there uh, cheaply and on budget and uh, I want to say he was like in a car ride or something and thought of the America sings uh, animatronics that were either sitting in storage or about to be retired and uh, he thought it would be a great idea to use those and that's how it kind of all started. Um, yes, and it makes perfect sense and it's wonderful so yeah, all the America Sings guys are in there and uh, yeah it's just, it's a wonderful ride and again I'll say you're kind of bending the rules, not breaking them <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think they initially wanted to call it the Zippity-Doo-Dah River Run and then Eisner was like, no, we want to call it Splash because of the Splash, like, touch-tone film that came out with Daryl Hannah oh, interesting. and they were like, no, we're not going to call it just Splash and then they finally settled on Splash Mountain because they had other mountains.
0: Makes sense. <laughs> so, added um, add to the I'm, mountain range. I'm glad they went with that. <laughs> Same here.
1: Also, the Disneyland version, they the music is a little bit different. It's a little bit more like that, like polyphonic old ringtone sounding. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? I do, I do, yes. A <laughs> um, l- little bit less orchestral. And um, they, the last scene before you click up the hill there, they have the rabbits the mother rabbit singing laughing place in a minor key they don't have that scene at all at walt disney world so that that was different to me
0: it's very depressing that scene
1: it's terrifying
0: (laughs) it's very depressing
1: (laughs) it's like that scene in titanic where the old people are like holding hands about ready to die it's like it's like the mom's telling the kids the story like we're about to die oh it's
0: so sad
1: (laughs) it's ominous
0: but he makes it in the end
1: He does. He said, please don't throw me into that briar patch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember as a kid, real quick, I remember as a kid, I was on that ride with my brother. And I think it was, what, ninety, early 90s when it came out. I I wasn't that old. And I remember we were sitting in the front and I remember it going up the clicker. And when it reached the very top of the clicker right before it kind of came over the edge, it stopped. And we sat there for like 15 minutes and then all of a sudden the thing clicked on again and down we went. It scared scared me I mean, to death. It was amazing. But it was cool. I mean,
1: Ultimate suspense.
0: It was, it was you know, as a kid you're like, oh my gosh. You know, first of all, you're so high. But then, yeah, it stopped and I, I still remember that. I can remember the anxiety I felt.
1: <laughs> but I still it's like love... a sick joke.
0: It is a sick joke. Exactly. <laughs> I still love the ride. So, you know, it's, it's all fun.
1: All right. What's your next
0: one? All right. So this is a Disneyland sort of classic with a new twist. This is... Uh, the Haunted Mansion, but with the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay.
1: Oh, yes. Love it.
0: Absolutely. So I like Haunted Mansion. I guess they call it classic now so that you can differentiate between the two. I enjoy it. Oh, they call it that now? I At least that's what I've heard it called by several people in conversations okay. I've been in. You have the Haunted Mansion classic and Haunted Mansion nightmare. Okay, so the classic is, you know, it is the classic. It's the original Haunted Mansion. It's, you know, you've got everything It's original. And the Nightmare Before Christmas, though, however, uh, every year around mid-September until the end of the year. So you get it through Halloween and Christmas. uh, They overlay with a Nightmare Before Christmas theme and they overlay everything. They close the ride for a good three or four weeks and they overlay the outside and the inside. The whole ride pretty much changes in it in a good way. You know, on the outside, it is decorated with, you know, white and black candy cane decorations that you see from, like, Jack Skellington's outfit. Uh, They put a big giant Christmas list hanging down off the side of the building and candles and jack-o'-lanterns and all of this fun sort of Halloween town stuff. And then once you get inside, I mean, everything is different. Once you, when you get in the elevator... The paintings on the walls are all Nightmare Before Christmas pictures as opposed to the classic pictures. Um, When the thing at the very top happens, you don't see the character hanging there by... uh by their neck, you see Jack Skellington as a big jack o' lantern, yelling to you, you know, "Merry Christmas, everyone!" Which is kind of a great way to start with a giant scream, and I don't know, it kind of the gets you. King. it is, and it, it sort of gets you into that haunted mansion mood, but a Christmas-me haunted mansion mood. It's it's a different feeling riding this ride when it's overlaid than it is when it's not. Just
1: for, question for you: yeah. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie to you?
0: I think it's a holiday movie really i think oh, no, honestly, an answer. It, to me it's a christmas movie hands down really yeah
1: <gasps> okay it,
0: all right it's it's a halloween
1: movie to me interesting
0: to me it's a okay. christmas movie it's a christmas movie that can be enjoyed 12 months of the year
1: so you so like in december you're like ah oh, we got to watch
0: nightmare we do yes absolutely it's a tradition in my house
1: are you serious because at halloween we're like put it in nightmare it's halloween time <laughs> that's
0: funny yeah we watch it at christmas that's funny
1: I love it. So you know, Disney's playing on the fact that uh, it is a holiday movie. Yeah. Because we have different views, so we're good.
0: <laughs> it works, but it's great. You know, everything's different. You get in, in the loading area. It looks like they have they have you know. Uh... Presence and characters and whatnot there to sort of look like a large animated Christmas card, uh, you know, wishing everyone a very merry Christmas. And um, all the props have sort of changed in Madame Leota's room. And uh, when you go through the scene with the dancing uh, ghosts and all that, that is probably my hands-down favorite scene out of any attraction, and it's because of the smells—the
1: gingerbread.
0: Yes, it is. Ugh. It is the best. The only time, the only other time I, I get all giddy and excited over smells is when I ride uh, the choo-choo train in Bugs Land, and you go through the uh, what is it, the graham cracker? You smell the, uh, the the animal cookies.
1: What? I didn't know that existed. I've never done that before. Oh well, yeah,
0: choo choos train. There's a spot there where they like it smells like watermelon and all that kind of stuff, and then there's a spot with graham cracker, uh, not graham cracker, animal crackers, and they shoot the smell of animal crackers at you, and it is delightful.
1: Oh my goodness, that sounds incredible! Can we make candles of that, please?
0: <laughs> exactly, I love that smell. Uh, gingerbread is hands down one of my favorite smells and my favorite type of cookie, by the way. So really, yep. okay,
1: I'll write that down. So then every every year <laughs> every
0: year on that on that uh, dining room table uh, in that scene, they have a giant gingerbread house that is made by uh, the pastry chefs of Disneyland, and uh, it is different every year and every year they try to outdo themselves and it is usually some sort of giant moving gingerbread house doing something depicting a scene Uh, i remember it was either last year the year before it was sort of a giant monster Um, i've seen it as a countdown clock Um, so that's always like the big draw every year is to see what is the gingerbread house this year going to be right
1: i i've seen two two versions of the gingerbread house the The two times that we've been to Disneyland, we were fortunate to go during Halloween time. And, I mean, I purposefully wanted to do our trips at that time because of that. And it's (laughs) the
0: thing ever. It really is.
1: I love the exterior music. That's like the chimes that they play. Mm -hmm. I sat and just filmed the exterior of Haunted Mansion just so I could listen to that music whenever I wanted to. Because I thought it was so just relaxing and and (laughs) holiday-ish. It
0: it really is. It's a bit mesmerizing. You know, the chimes, you say the chimes and yeah, I can hear them in my head right now. Uh, You can sit back and listen to those for hours.
1: Uh, And as soon as you board, the stretching room, and you hear the la 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 la, I'm like, oh best!
0: See, it's, <laughs> that's exactly it, you get that, all of a sudden it's a different attraction, it's not Haunted Mansion anymore now it's like you're stepping into Halloween Town and you're stepping into that that movie and that environment of Nightmare Before Christmas you got all the characters and the sounds the sounds. and that was the other thing I was going to mention, is sort of the, the theme song going throughout the ride is, you know, Jack Skellington singing a crazy song that is based off of the Grim Grinning Ghost song, so there's familiarity there from being a fan of the Haunted Mansion but it's also twisted with you know Jack Skellington and it just I don't know it's a beautiful thing. And I, one of my
1: other favorite voiceover actors Corey Burton is the one who does the narration for that because he's a Paul Freeze sound alike and he sounds so much like Paul Freeze. it's so good.
0: That's a good call. So anyway I could go I could go on and on and on about this ride it's one of my favorites uh, but uh, I will stop.
1: I, I'm glad to hear that you love it because a lot of Californians slash Disneyland purists don't like the overlay. They're like, you're you know, you're taking over my Haunted Mansion for a quarter of the year. Bring back the regular Haunted Mansion. I'm sick of this. And I think that's what makes Disneyland so cool.
0: <laughs> I agree. I couldn't agree more. I, you know, it's they can complain all they want, but I guarantee you that is a big draw to the park. And there are probably more people that like the overlay than don't.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say that's probably accurate.
0: Yeah, and they do a good job. It's not a shabby thing. I mean, they they really go in there and change everything, and it feels like a different ride. It's Oh, yeah. It's, it's wonderful.
1: I mean, it is worth planning a trip to Disneyland during the holiday season just to see that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All right, what do you I got? got? I got another one. And this one is uh, a Disneyland attraction. And... Mm, this might be cheating as well. I don't know. I, I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. And I like the Disneyland version a ton more than the Walt Disney World version. And I think you've experienced both, so you can probably vouch for me on that. Um, this, is, this is a boat ride, obviously, but... It has all the elements of a dark ride. It's all indoors and you're being you're floating through a story. In the Disneyland version, you start in the bayou. <laughs> uh, so you're hearing banjo music and crickets and you're seeing fireflies. and then you move into the Caribbean portion. I really like the history behind this attraction, the fact that they were they needed to get you to a show building opposite of the railroad tracks. So that's why they added the drop in the first place. And it fits. And it's perfect. I really enjoy the scene with the skull over the bed. Apparently that's the only skull that's the actual human skull. Have you heard this?
0: No, I haven't heard that.
1: Um, they say all all the bones and skulls within the interaction are you know, fake, except the one over on the headboard of the bed. Oh,
0: that, that's creepy. I didn't know that. I know. Like, where did they get that? I mean, who's <laughs> full is that? Uh,
1: and this this could be a myth. I could be just totally making things up. But I've heard it multiple places. And so even if it's not true in my mind, every time I see that, it still creeps me. Because I'm like, who is that person? All the classic scenes. We wants the redhead, which apparently is being removed. <laughs> um, it is. Um, but I don't know if they're adding Barbossa to the Disneyland version, as just like they did with the Disneyland Paris version. Have you seen any videos of that?
0: So no, not that. I have, I've seen the videos of the Paris one. I'm not sure if they're adding that Barbossa there, but Barbossa is in the Disneyland attraction. The scene where you go through in the, the pirate ship is shooting cannonballs at the. Uh, oh
1: oh oh! Yes yes
0: yes. So okay. it, he's there. Gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, the one in Paris looks amazing. Yeah,
1: that does look really cool. And have you seen a video of the Shanghai Disneyland reimagined version? It's, uh, it's longer. It's a completely different attraction.
0: I have, yes. And
1: I, I wept. like
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> When I watched that, I was like, how is this real life? And how can I make a point to get there? Even though a lot of the things that they're saying is in Chinese. Like, I can't even understand what they're saying. I don't care. It still looks like the coolest thing I've ever seen, but um, anyway, the last attraction that Walt supervised the construction of, so it has his hands in it, and so it's just really special to me, and I'll I'll always love it.
0: So it's interesting that you say Pirates of the of the uh, Caribbean.
1: Sometimes I say Caribbean. But some people say Caribbean,
0: Caribbean. exactly. My wife and I just had uh, sort of an argument over this the other night, as a matter of fact, because she said Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. I said, no, it's the Pirates of the Caribbean, and we went back and forth. and uh, I don't think either one of us won, (laughs) but uh, it's always interesting to see how people say that for some reason. Well,
1: you can spell that word two different ways, so that's where the two different pronunciations come from. Gotcha. You can spell it with one R or two R's and then a double B or a single B. So I feel, I think pirates of the, whatever we want to call it, um, (laughs) is with one R and two B's, which who knows how that, how they want to pronounce that. I bet it's Caribbean because that sounds like the way Walt would pronounce it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I always find it interesting to see how people say it. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. Um, but, uh, on the other question you said I I do vouch for you the Disneyland version is much better than the Disney World version and not only do I vouch for you my youngest daughter vouches for you she the other night we were chatting and we were talking about our vacation and I was asking her things like you know oh did you enjoy the Magic Kingdom she's like ah it was disappointing I said why was it disappointing she goes Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) stunk And that was it. That was her reason for the whole thing. She was disappointed in that ride.
1: Man, I'm and sorry she that n- one attraction ruined all of Magic Kingdom. Right.
0: I know. That's what I told her. But she And she knew she was going to be disappointed because she had ridden it previously. And she re- that was like one of the only things she remembered from that trip when she was so young. It was, you know, seven years ago. Was that Pirates of the Caribbean was not as good as Disneyland's. And it's one of her favorite Disneyland rides. And she was disappointed. And so she prepared herself for it. And she was still disappointed.
1: <laughs> I want to tell... Disneyland goers like there's certain attractions that I want them to skip altogether like pirates is one of them fantastic don't see it in Walt Disney World (laughs) like sure you will be sad
0: (laughs) that's a good point yeah I haven't seen it in Disney World I don't want to see it in Disney World Uh, I'm quite happy with the Disneyland version. That's That's the memory I want to have.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, by (laughs) the way, I just Googled Pirates just for fun. And the Wikipedia article said attraction type is dark ride. So I feel like it counts, right? Winners, yeah. You know, anybody can uh, edit Wikipedia articles, so you know it must be true.
0: (laughs) But hey, it's on the Internet. It's true. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Give me your
1: next one.
0: We're still in Fantasyland. Uh, this is uh, my top Fantasyland ride, and I think a lot of people say fan- the top Fantasyland ride, and one that the Magic Kingdom goers miss to this day, and this is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, amen. So, you know, a little bit of trivia that I showed my family when I was back in Disney World is that when you come out of Haunted Mansion, if you look up the, the gravestone hill up on the left as you come out, you can see a bust of, of, uh, of Toad up there as a sort of a... You know, uh, he, he's gone. It's kind of sad. Kind of thing. Yeah. That right? <laughs> I think something like that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's sad it's not there because this, this is a super fun ride, you know. Uh, as a kid, I lo- always loved this ride. And this was the one Fantasyland ride that uh, I always thought I was going to die on. <laughs> <laughs> and go to Hades. And go Exactly. And go to, go to Hades. Um, you know, this ride's based on the Wind in the Willows, uh, part of the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad uh, film. Uh, But basically you get in a motor car and you drive through his house and out of his house and into the English countryside and, you know, you cause havoc. You go into the city and, you know, you drive through a bar, you drive, almost run into people and, you know, you just basically, you're driving like a crazy man. And that's always kind of fun. You know, you go over rocky ground, and uh, you almost crash into things. You actually do crash into, like, TNT, and there's big explosions. And, um, you know, a couple of things that really stuck out to me in this ride was, one, when you go through the bar area, there's the, you know, the the bartender, and he's got the beer mugs, and he drops down, and they start spinning. The one thing I I took away from that scene is that that bartender looks like the bartender in a game, a video game called Tapper that I used to play a lot as a kid. Uh, Yeah. So I always go Tapper yeah. Tapper,
1: with the handlebar mustache.
0: <laughs> That's it, yeah, The handlebar mustache and the the striped shirt and, and the sort of slick hair.
1: Which um, I only know that from Wreck-It Ralph, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, oh yeah, he was Wreck-It Ralph. That's right. Um, you know, and then after all the havoc, you basically you, you end up in the courtroom where the the judge is yelling at you, and he's going guilty, and then he quickly goes, "Thank you very much." It was just hilarious. And you know, you turn the corner and you get run over by a train which (laughs) as a kid (laughs) i always thought i got lucky because i literally thought that was a real train for so many years
1: (laughs) oh my goodness we narrowly escaped every time
0: (laughs) every time and i would not ride that ride or my you know my parents would get me on it but i would like not want to ride it because of that train and to this day i still ride it and go and look up at it and go how was i ever afraid of that this one you know it is your sort of uh, your cardboard dark ride you know a lot of 2D a lot of you know just flat wood with beautiful paintings and black light effects um, they haven't really uh, you know plused it in any way over the years like they did maybe with Alice in Wonderland and um, you know with Snow White they've added some projections and things but uh, they've kind of kept it classic and uh, it works it still works to this day
1: I like how this was, this was a really fun it, it's not a thrill ride but it's not a slow moving dark ride Oh, no. So you're actually, you know, making quick turns and your vehicle vehicle's like slinging around, but not in a you're going to get sick kind of way. And um, it's still perfect for families, perfect for kids. And that was one of the things I loved about riding it in Walt Disney World because uh, I felt like I was a big kid or something. Like, oh, it's called a wild ride. So I'm pretty much fancy and I'm going <laughs> to, it's basically a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, as Walt- if- go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you're absolutely right from a kid's point of view. It, it feels like a little bit of a roller coaster.
1: Oh, yeah. And Walt well, Disney World had two different tracks, and so it was two separate experiences. They were they were totally different rides. Um, so you would say, oh, I got on the left side, and uh, it was really wild this time, so I'm pretty much brave.
0: Um, I, did, <laughs> I didn't know that. So were they two different rides, or did they end up on the same track?
1: Um, they are two different rides. It was completely wow. different.
0: I had no I know. idea.
1: And then they just were like, "Let's just tear this down. We don't need it anymore." And then, <laughs> where, where
0: was it in the Magic
1: Kingdom? Um, it's where uh, Winnie the Pooh is. Oh, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which I, I love that as well. Um, have I mentioned the fact that Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Disneyland smells like the Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World?
0: You have not mentioned that. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to <laughs> smell it in my head right now.
1: <laughs> like um, I hadn't, you know. The first time we went to Disneyland, the minute that we stepped foot into that building, I was like, oh, Haunted Mansion. I mean, it was the oh, exact smell. And that's funny. like, I know. I um, I have very strong scent memories. <laughs> when I catch a whiff of something or um, I I hang on to it, I guess. And, yeah, they smell the same. And it's crazy to me.
0: Interesting. I had no idea. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to remember that. So when, I'll have, when I go to Disneyland, I'm going to smell and I'm going to physically remember it. <laughs> and when I go to Disney World, I'll smell and see if, and compare. Put it in a it
1: jar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it must be like the old props and mold everywhere. I'm sure that's what that is, but
0: who cares? Uh, hopefully not mold, but yeah, probably is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Magic, magic mold.
0: <laughs> magic. There you See, magic mold. It's like pixie dust.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that was an excellent one.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. All right. What do you got?
1: This is one of my favorite attractions in all... Disney parks and this is Spaceship Earth in my favorite East Coast park, Epcot and Spaceship Earth is the attraction that's housed inside the large geodesic sphere, aka the giant golf ball.
0: The golf ball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which for years, that's what I called it, that's what I thought it was when I was young. I mean, it was a golf ball. I was like, why do they have a golf ball? I mean, it's even on this weird looking tee. I was like, it, it looks kind of odd, but yeah. <laughs> um, the idea that there is an attraction housed in that sphere is amazing to me and mind-blowing to me. Also, I love the fact that it is an omnimover, so you board on a moving platform. The ride never stops. That means the line never stops. So even if you are in a long line, you know, 20, 30 minutes, which is long for Spaceship Earth, you're moving constantly. Which is awesome, <laughs> and a lot of people really don't like the newest iteration of this attraction. I personally do like it. I think some of the narration is really cheeseball, but I don't blame Dame Judi Dench for that. <laughs> I blame the the writers of the script. Um, I do I do like the interactive uh, video screens. I thought the The photos that they do at the end of the attraction are really cute. It's a story of how we humans started communicating. And I'd say the majority of all my knowledge of history comes from Spaceship Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And talk about smells. I mean, the scent. When you are about to walk into the tunnel to board your vehicle, that is such a strong scent that I can smell it right now. Or you're standing in front of the mural I want that in a candle. I also <laughs> want uh, Rome burning when, when Rome burns down and you have that strong kind of barbecue smell. I want that in a candle as well.
0: <laughs> so, I think we got a business idea here. I think we need to make Disney attraction candles.
1: Well, they, they exist. Do they? Um, yeah, I, I see... I see ads on Facebook sometimes. I think there are some other candle companies that have sponsored other podcasts, which, by the way, any candle companies want to sponsor our podcast, sign us up because obviously we love candles and we want them.
0: <laughs> so little, little known fact that my wife will attest to this, that I am a candle fanatic. Whenever we go to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or whatever, the first place I go is the candle aisle. And I smell are you serious? All the, I smell all the candles and I find ones that I like and I take them home. Yes, I love candles.
1: Well, we need Disney Park's candles. So if anybody wants to hook us up, I mean, we're here. Hook us us up.
0: Send us a a note. Point us to where we can get them. I don't care. Just I want Disney candles.
1: Candles, candles, candles. That's my bumper sticker. (laughs) Okay,
0: so yeah, spaceship Earth.
1: Do you like that attraction, or does
0: we, it bore you? No, it doesn't bore us. It may have bored my kids. I enjoy it. I, I, I like that kind of stuff. That's you know, that's the kind of stuff it, my dad would say. That's a dad kind of ride, you know. My, oh yeah. My my kids they kind of liked it, but then when they were done, they were like, okay, okay, we're good. We're not doing that one again. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like They'll it. They will
1: like it when they're maybe mm, in their
0: twenties. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: But I know. It, you I, know still, I can't help it. I love it so, so much.
0: To them, it was just it was it felt to them it felt old and not really exciting, and I don't know, it just wasn't their thing. But I, I love it, and I think you're spot on. I think I don't know. I didn't. I don't mind the narration. Um, you know, Judy Dench. I could listen to her all day, and uh, I'd love to have her. Oh yeah, she's amazing. So uh, I'd love to have her. You know, lead my voicemail message for people. And
1: uh, <laughs> that not be incredible. And they're due for an update soon. Um I think Siemens sponsorship is expiring within the next couple of years. I'm not sure exactly what year it is, but, you know, they're the current sponsor of Spaceship Earth. So as soon as that lapses, I mean, it's up for grabs. And I'm sure they'll do some sort of upgrade or, you know, rehab, as people call it, which I can't stand when people call things attraction rehabs, like like they're on drugs or something. <laughs> they're like oh yeah it went down for rehab i'm like they don't need to rehabilitate it though they need to refurbish it or you know upfit it i don't know rehab that just seems wrong
0: <laughs> never thought of it that way but that's hilarious <laughs> okay you have one more for me i do have one more uh and this one is not in Fantasyland. awesomely enough it's in toontown this is roger Rabbit's spin and uh, this is probably one of my favorite dark rides, hands ah, down, all of Disney parks. So. in Toonton,
1: is... as we call it, like Downton.
0: To- Toonton, Toonton place.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, this ride, from the queue all the way up to—I mean, even from the building when you before you go in—the buildings in Toontown are so much fun to look at. So much going on. So much great architecture. Um, and as soon as you get in the queue, so you know there can be. A long line. It is a fast pass enabled uh, ride, but if you want to wait in the queue, you're not going to be disappointed. Number one, it's very well air conditioned, so uh, highly recommended on hot days. <laughs> um, you know, it's pretty dark, which is kind of nice, so you're not sitting there under blinding lights. Um, and it is does go way into the building. It's it's it can be a pretty long queue, but you know, you walk through, uh, you know, like back alleys in Toontown, and you see, you know, uh, the what's his name, Baby Herman. Uh, yes, in in his stroller, smoking a cigar, reading his paper. You see cans of dip. You see a lot of different <laughs> stuff. You can see. You can even see into uh, through you know what look like fence boards. You can see people on the actual attraction, which is kind of fun as well. Um, and then when you get on the ride, it's just oh my gosh, it's good fun. Uh, it is it is toony and loony, and uh, you know you're spinning around. And one of my favorite things to do is to try to spin. So when you go down little slopes, you're actually facing backwards um at the same time my kid spins it trying to make me sick (laughs) which is good fun um but it's just good fun if you're a fan of a roger rabbit movie or tunes in general uh it feels like you are in a looney tunes cartoon you know there is uh you know all different scenes from not different scenes from roger rabbit which is kind of fun it's more of its own sort of ride i think um and you know you face off against the dip mobile and and uh, you know, everything ends up happy, but it's it's a great ride, uh, hands down, uh, one of my favorite rides in all of Disney parks when it comes to a dark ride.
1: I totally agree with the fact that that queue. I mean, it's a it's a deep queue. I. Uh,
0: it is big.
1: It just keeps going. I mean, that sucker's like a quarter of a mile long. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it rivals Indy's queue length.
0: Yeah, um, it does. But it's a fun queue. It's not like awesome.
1: Uh, it's there's you know, so much to see.
0: There is, unlike a lot of the Fantasyland queues, especially in Disneyland where it's just switchbacks with a piece of metal between you guys. It's, you know, it's a a fun queue to look at. There's places to sort of sit and lean up against if you want to. So, you know, you can relax in there if you need to.
1: I still can't believe that Disney is even related to that film.
0: (laughs) It just seems like, I don't know, because
1: there are so many, you know, intellectual properties that belong to other you know, other groups that are non-Disney. So it's it's kind of cool to see all that.
0: It's true. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall with the licensing negotiations with all of that. Um, you know, but, you know, you had big names involved. I think you had Robert Zemeckis involved and Spielberg involved and... Um, you know, obviously you've got Christopher Lloyd and Bob Hoskins in the film, which was big. And, uh, you know, that that film in general, not to digress too much, broke a lot of ground, you know, with having actors and cartoons together, which was cool. I mean, they've done it in the past with Mary Poppins and, you know, Gene Kelly's done it. But this was a full on, you know, film where the cartoon character was the main character of the whole film. And uh, I think they pulled it off amazingly.
1: And then Michael Jackson had to do the same for his music videos.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> those are really good points
0: it really is a fun one so I highly recommend it if you've never ridden it I highly recommend riding it a few times because I know. You know, as you as you twist around you see different things as you go through
1: right, and that's the thing you have the, the track layout memorized probably and I, I don't yet so I don't know where to do the cool spinning I'm going to have to ride it multiple times so I can you get, get used
0: yeah. to it <laughs> awesome well that was my last one what's yours
1: alright my last one is although a lot of people are sad, including me, that Maelstrom is gone. Frozen Ever After is an incredible dark ride. It is a boat ride as well. <laughs> and it is, of course, based on the story of Frozen. They pretty much used the exact same track layout. It was extended maybe 15, 30 seconds longer than, than Maelstrom was. But when I walked in to the queue... I can't even visualize where everything was beforehand. The overhaul that they did on that, even though they use the same track layout, they did such an amazing job because the, the queue where you're standing inside the, the really neat Norwegian looking village is where the unloading area used to be. (laughs) And I still, I still can't visualize when I'm sitting there. I'm like, nope, I don't got it. I'm never going to get it. <laughs> this is just a brand new attraction for me because the Imagineers just did a phenomenal job. Also, Wandering Oaken is in the queue area, which you know you know who Wandering Oaken is. You've seen the film. You've done this attraction, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: You know who? <laughs> he is hilarious, and that's such a cool little touch. Also, with the addition of Fast Pass Plus and the Magic Bands and my Disney experience in general, and I didn't mention this on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but the fact that your bands have an active sensor so they can sense you on the attractions that have um, actual active sensors that are searching for you, you end up with photos on these attractions and videos on some of them just because they know you were on it. You didn't have to you know, hit your band on any sort of sensor anywhere. It just knows you're on it. And that is crazy magical. So you get off the attraction. You look in your My Disney Experience app. And there's a picture of you on the road. You know, how the heck did they know I was on there?
0: <laughs> they That's knew. That's a good point. That's great. We noticed that, too, because a lot of the other attractions, you go up, you, you know, you swipe your band at the end. That one you didn't. And, yeah, we no. were surprised. We were shocked. What oh, a wonderful, yeah. great experience.
1: It's a that definitely adds to the magic. You don't, I mean, there is no area where you see your on-ride photos or purchase anything. You don't exit through the gift shop. Well, you do, but not that kind of gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> they use the same type of animatronics with the um, the pers- the people characters as far as projecting images on the faces. The the movements of Olaf, especially. And the trolls are really neat. And then, of course, um, in the backwards portion when you see Elsa and, you know, she pushes you backwards. It is just gorgeous. The sound is just booming. And then, like, I tear up every time. Like, I feel like an idiot. But <laughs> it's just, like, it's so overwhelming in that scene. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, they captured the essence of that film Totally. And although it's very short, I wish it were longer. I just think it's the best job they could have possibly done to retell the story of that film. And
0: um, I love it. I, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's a great choice. We wrote it once on our last trip. And uh, we, yeah, the queue is amazing. Like, they tore out everything. You have no idea what it used to look like. And when we went in there, we were blown away because it looks like you're in a little town. I mean you're there it's so
1: cozy in there like I could legit take a nap anywhere in there
0: it was a lot of fun and then we got we actually got stopped uh, because of the fast pass riders we were in the normal line and we got stopped in the little room where the guys you know he's poking his head through the window and making different designs and all that it was a lot of fun it kept us entertained Um, it was kind of magical and then yeah the ride in general holy cow I mean, obviously, the soundtrack. I'm a fan of the soundtrack. My kids could take it or leave it, but my wife and I like the soundtrack. Uh, they, we you all... think your
1: kids could take it or leave it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't kind of their thing, I guess. How do
1: they feel about Moana's soundtrack, then?
0: They love it. Oh, my okay. God. They I listen to like... it over and over
1: again. Yeah, I feel like people have a strong preference for either of those.
0: Interesting. But, yeah, Mo- Moana is huge in our house. That's, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> That's all they listen all right. to. But, yeah, the ride in general um, – we absolutely loved, and you're right. Those the, the scenery going backwards, and everything's lit up, and there's the music blasting, and all that. And, you know, holy cow! It was moving, and uh, what a wonderful way to tell a story. I think it's a great addition to the park.
1: I agree, and again, I do miss Maelstrom, but Frozen Ever After is just so incredible and so much better than Maelstrom will ever be, so I forgive them.
0: <laughs> See, Maelstrom always confused us. We wrote it, I've written it, like I think I wrote it three times, and my family wrote it twice, and they never understood it. They're like, what are the trolls doing here, and why are there the oil rigs, and all that <laughs> kind know. of stuff. Right? That's it's, the
1: funniest part, is when you when you go down that last drop, and you're like, well, there's an oil rig. Oh, well, we're finished. Now yeah, what? <laughs> what's
0: the, yeah, so I, I think this is, I don't know, moving forward, I think this is a nice change, and I know a lot of people I've sort of poo-pooed the fact that it's, you know, you're putting Frozen in an Epcot, you know, World Showcase Pavilion. But I think it fits. And I think it, they did a real good job.
1: Agreed. For any listeners out there, tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us. Tell us your favorite dark rides. Which ones did we miss? Which ones on our list do you freaking hate? Let us know.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely let us know. I, I'm always, I'm al- I always love to know what, what other people like to ride. Uh, Maybe there's something I missed, right? And uh, that happens all the time.
1: And especially if you've visited other parks throughout the world, I love to hear about uh, your favorite dark rides, like uh, the Ratatouille ride. I cannot wait until that comes to Walt Disney World because of what I've read about it and seen in Paris. And I'm like, that looks like an incredible dark ride.
0: That it does. That it does. I kind of wish we had it on our list, but neither one of us have ridden it yet. So we will wait patiently.
1: I know we will have to wait. I and mean, that's, I'm truly the main reason I want to visit most of the overseas parks are the dark rides that that they have that we don't.
0: <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I agree completely.
1: It's the it's not haunted mansion, Mystic Manor, Mystic, Hong Kong? Uh, Mystic Manor. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I've got to do that someday. I don't yeah, know I, how. I, I, I gotta make that happen.
0: I agree. I hear people talk about that being one of the best rides I've ever been on.
1: I love any sort of trackless dark ride system.
0: Yeah. I got to dig into how all that works. I'm really curious from a technical point of view.
1: It's like um, I I read about this and it's not GPS. It's like a local positioning system that they use. Kind of like what they use for the parade floats.
0: Ah, gotcha.
1: Same concept, but on a smaller scale. And then they just throw in every effect that they can possibly think of, especially for that particular one, Mystic Manor. I got to do it.
0: Got to do it. All like, right.
1: Do anybody have like maybe ten grand they want to just like give me and <laughs> <laughs> and send me to overseas? I'll hit I'll hit Hong Kong. I'll hit Shanghai, and especially Tokyo. I gotta hit Disney Sea. You gotta yes. hit
0: them all. If you go overseas, you got you, you gotta hit them all.
1: God, I mean, Asia, I mean, that's pretty small. The whole continent, I mean, it's got to be easy to get across.
0: We need beaming technology now. Come on. They can just beam How over there.
1: Exa- why does that not exist yet?
0: I don't know. It's I ridiculous. don't know. I'm trying, Captain. I'm trying.
1: Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at STBarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.